church. America the beautiful, precious Lord, take my hand.
here this morning, church. As we gather this day, we celebrate Memorial Day weekend. Tomorrow being Memorial Day, we celebrate the lives of those who gave the ultimate sacrifice, their life, while defending our freedom. So, Father, we praise you this morning. We thank you for those men and women who paid the ultimate price. We thank you for the freedom we have to assemble here this morning. We thank you for the freedom we have in this great nation. Father, we pray that you would breathe fresh wind into us. And when we leave here this morning, without a doubt, we know we've encountered the Holy One, the living Christ. We praise you and we thank you, Father. Amen. Amen. Be seated, church. There are a few announcements in your bulletin as you take your bulletins home, and I'm assuming you put them on your refrigerator so we don't forget anything. Uh, and I believe that tomorrow at 10 o'clock at the cemetery is the memorial service here in Brown City. There's a parade at 10? Then go to the cemetery. And then will they be going to Omart afterwards too, Mayor? Yes. Great. Do you have any announcements? Wait for the microphone, please. Just a reminder, Father's Day is coming up. And I want to see all you men wearing ties. Um, if you don't have one, you can go to the resale shop and get one. You can borrow one from a friend or a neighbor. Or you can wear a ribbon around your neck, but make it look like a tie. There's no Bible study Tuesday morning at Phyllis's. No Bible study Tuesday morning. I'm a little nervous about that neck, I think. Who you are? Yeah. <coughs> I just want to let everybody know that we still have shirts for sale. So if anybody's still interested, we'll, we have them downstairs. And also they will be for sale during Brown City Days. Do you, Karen, do you have any shirts that have ties on them already? I don't. Maybe if you sold the shirt with the tie. She's getting cheeky over there. You're, you're, you're a special kind of lady, you know that? Any other announcements from anyone else? Then who has young disciples this morning? Tammy. Tammy? Hi, Tammy. Tammy couldn't be here this morning, so I'm 
filling in. Good morning. How are you? I don't know your names. What's your name? Bristol? What's your name? Duke? Duke in Bristol. Where do you go to school? And you're in preschool? What, what's, what city? What, what, what's the name of your school? Emmett? Okay, so Emmett, the Emmett Elementary. So you're in Emmett Elementary. So guess what's, guess what's almost, it's almost time for, what's almost, what's almost over? What, are we gonna get out of something pretty soon? We're gonna get out of school pretty soon? Yeah, it's pretty quick, isn't it? I know, right? I'm excited because I'm a teacher. <laughs> and I'm excited to get, get out and do things in the summertime, are you? You guys go places in the summer? You do a lot of swimming? Yeah? Go camping? Do anything like that? All that fun stuff? I don't go camping. I'm not a camping kind of girl. I like, I like to, to be in a house and not outside sleeping, but that's just me. Swim in and all that fun stuff, right? Well, you know, when school gets out, we don't have any of that work to do anymore, do we? We don't have any, any assignments to do, any pictures to draw, any things that we have to make, no more letters that we have to learn, right, Duke? Right? All that work is done, right? But there's something that we always have to work at all the time, and that is being good for Jesus. We have to work at that all the time, even in the summertime when we don't have any homework and when we don't have any school projects or things that we have to do and draw. So sometimes, even when we're not working, we have to work for Jesus. Sometimes that's as simple as smiling at somebody. You seem kind of shy. Do you smile at people? <laughs> I didn't think so. I think Duke does, though. You smile at people, don't you? Yeah. Sometimes it's as simple as picking up a piece of garbage off the ground that somebody dropped and taking care of it for them. Sometimes it's just being nice to somebody. And sometimes it's just doing the right thing. Like mom and dad tell you not to do something, then you don't do it, right? Sometimes it's just or you don't push somebody, or you don't do something that you're not supposed to. So we have to work for Jesus all the time, not just during school or when somebody's watching us like our teacher. Okay, we have to be good all the time, right? So I just want to remind you that even though you might not have somebody looking at you, or you might not be in school and have assignments to do, things to do for your teacher, that you remember to be good for Jesus and be good to people. Okay? You can do that? I think you can. I think you can. Let's say a little prayer. Dear Jesus, thank you for these children. And thank you for the school year they've had. Thank you for their time off this summer where they get to have fun and do all the things that people do in summertime, have a good time, and help them during that time and all the time to be good for Jesus and to do things that are right, and to be kind, and to never forget how much he loves us so that we may do good by him. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hope you have a good summer.
who, who do they, be, they belong to you, Kim? They're yours? Oh, you're yours? Who's are they? Oh, Nick's, those are Nick's kids, okay. Ha ha ha, I had your daddy in school. <laughs> I was your daddy's teacher. No, you're beyond that. You're there, baby. You're, you're there. You're there. Just a special thank you for those of you who worked the food truck on Thursday, standing in the pouring rain, letting your light shine. Thank you for that. Someone share joy. The Thai lady has a joy. I have a joy from last Sunday. My son, uh, Mark, and Jill Liebler Groom were married at Jill's house. Um, a very good match, and wish them many years together. Oh, yes, and after, after the wedding, uh, was just the immediate families. We went to Metamora to the White Horse Inn and had a wonderful dinner. So God bless them. Amen. Well, in a couple of days, it'll be the anniversary of my youngest son's death. But today, um, we're going to celebrate his granddaughter's fourth birthday. She'd be my great-granddaughter, and it's, it's just a joy to be able to get together with, with his children and um, just take time to have fellowship with them. Part of them are still living in Canada, and part of them are from the United States, so sometimes it's a little hard to get them all together. Um, it was a joy going to the fifth and sixth grade band concert this week, and Liz is so wonderful. The sixth grade band played a really hard piece, the very last one, and they were outstanding. It was. It was something to see. Thank you, Liz. Prayer concerns you may have. Um, I'd like to ask prayers. I have a special friend, her name's Nicole. She's only 30 years old and she has um, a very bad infection in her heart and all her arteries are gone. She's in a coma. And she has a young, young daughter, so it's kind of a sad thing. So I'd like to ask prayers for her, please. Uh, we had a friend that we brought up uh, last week, uh, Charlie, and in Reading, Pennsylvania, and uh, he was good after a couple casts and or, uh, stints, I guess it was he had, and uh, and then all of a sudden passed away. So uh, his funeral will be on Saturday this week, and we have uh, exciting news. We have a new 
great-granddaughter down in Tennessee. What's her name? Emmy. Emmy. Um, if you don't know, my, my son's getting married in a few weeks, and my, one of my sons is getting married in a few weeks at my house, and um, I'm really great at helping other people do things, but I'm not always really great at letting other people help me. Um, so I'm really grateful for all the help that I've had from my family and, and friends, helping me get the house ready because there's you know a lot to do, and I just want to say out loud that I appreciate them because I, that's hard for me to, to take. It's hard for anybody to take help. So um, I, I really appreciate all the help that I've had um, and that will, I will be having. And um, for prayer concerns, just keep my granddaughter Christina and her um, pregnancy in your prayers. Mine's a joy. Yesterday we had all my brothers and sisters and spouses over for the day and had a nice time. Amen. I would like prayers for my son-in-law, Alan Burgess. He is struggling with bone cancer, so it's been pretty rough. And I praise like to thank you all for your prayers from the weekend bike ride down to Kentucky and back and everybody was safe and we had a good time. I got special prayer for uh, my friend Mike Vargas and his wife Dawn. Uh, she's not doing well at all, but their daughter's going to be delivering a baby and the baby's kind of stubborn, doesn't want to come out. So it's time and they said they would like your prayers for that. Thank you. I'd like uh, continued prayers for my nephew. He had a triple bypass. They thought they were going to have to do a five bypass, but once they got in there, they only done three. He is home from the hospital now and doing good, but please Amen. continue your prayers. I'd like you to keep Jessica Damico in your prayers. Um, she is showing signs of improvements and of brain activity. She's squeezing hands when told to, giving thumbs up when told to, but she just had uh, her trach put in to make things easier, and she also had an infection in her, I think it was in her lungs, so she had a tube put in to drain that. So just prayers for continued um, improvement for her. Continued prayers for mom for the testings that she's going to be going through. And then also, joy that I get to spend a week with these guys. You know what that means, right? Me and the dogs, home alone. What are you saying? I enjoy the dogs. Bless you. I had just found out the other day, a um, good friend of mine, she's had cancer different times, and she's beat it. Uh, they have just found out she has more cancer. If she does not take treatment, they give her two months. Uh, if she takes treatment, they really didn't say, but 
she's been through a lot, so please say your prayers for Jane Ann. Let's talk to the Father. Father, all around this great nation tomorrow, there will be parades and ceremonies. And people will gather and pay their respects. Thank you for all those who gave their life. That's what Memorial Day is about. It's about celebrating and acknowledging those who paid the ultimate price. That allows us even to assemble here this morning. Freedom isn't free. But thank you for the way old glory still blows in the wind. Thank you for the fact that a new flag hanging on a flagpole can change one's opinion and one's attitude. Father, I lift up the family of Betty Workman as you've called Bill on to perfection. And after many years of being a businessman and a husband and a grandpa, now there be a void. So Father, we lift up Betty to you and her family. There's unspoken requests this morning, Father. You know each situation before it even rolls off the tip of our tongue. We lift up Charlie's family as he has passed. Some are facing surgery, some are recovering from surgery, some are waiting on results of tests. Some are struggling with cancer, recovering from triple bypasses. We ask a blessing upon the babies that are in the wombs. So many names and so many situations. But you are an amazing and an awesome God. Father, I, I pray a blessing on Shell Haven canoe livery. That it would be a very successful season for them. Lord, many from the church are gone this morning. We lift them up to you. 
this moment they might sense that they're being prayed for. Father, I lift up Cindy to you this morning as she recovers from her many surgeries. Lord, I do thank you for the way that she has inspired us with her endurance. We continue to lift up Grady to you and the Burgess family and all who need your touch, Father. Heard of another mass shooting yesterday. We need to be in prayer for the hearts of men and women. Man's heart needs to change. So Father, thank you that you might hear us as we pray this morning, as we pray our Father who art in heaven. Ushers, if you would gather this morning. Yes. Thank you. Uh, if you would keep uh, Reverend Irish in your prayers. His mother passed away this week. Uh, so if you would keep the Irish family in your prayers.
Father, thank you for our freedom. Thank you for the opportunity to gather in your house this day. We bring tithes, we have gifts, and we have offerings. We lay it at the foot of the cross that you might touch it, multiply it, as you allow us to be your church. We praise you and we thank you, Father. Amen. Time for the little ones to be dismissed. Bring them to Jesus. Before, before I read the scripture, a little while ago, I had a conversation with uh, someone from the church. I asked him to come to my office. And I asked him this question. Are, are, are we all right talking to the person? Are, are me and you all right? Oh, yes, we're fine. But I, I, I do have a complaint. Uh, the sermon you gave a couple weeks ago, you gave it before. Okay. If that's the biggest complaint, I'm going to be okay. Uh, sometimes the scripture is used in different sermons. Sometimes the stories may be similar. Got an amen. Sometimes the sermon may need to be exactly how it was before because somebody doesn't listen. Could be a variety of things. That sounded like, yeah, I know. That did sound like, yeah, I know. So if, if you think that you may have heard this before, you may have. The good thing about being the pastor here and having a secretary like we're blessed with, she keeps a log. Lou keeps a log of the sermon title, the scripture. So for the last almost three years, it'll be three years in July, Mary Lou has every scripture and every sermon I've ever preached. So a couple weeks ago I asked her, have, have I preached that sermon before? She said, not with that title and not with that scripture. Great. This is what I need to hear this morning. And I hope that... Uh, you can glean something from it. From the second chapter of Mark's, Mark's Gospel. A few days later when Jesus had entered Capernaum, the, the people heard that he had come home. They gathered in such large numbers that there was no room left, not even outside the door. And he preached the word to them. 
some men came bringing to him a paralyzed man carried by four of them. Since they could not get him in to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through by digging through it and then lowered him on the mat where he was lying. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now some teachers of the law were sitting there thinking to themselves, Why does this fellow talk like that? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Immediately, Jesus knew in his spirit that this was what they were thinking in their hearts. And he said to them, Why are you thinking these things? Which is easier to say to the paralyzed man? Your sins are forgiven? Or to say, get up, take your mat, and walk? But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the man, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. He got up, took his mat, and walked out in full view of them all. This amazed everyone, and they were praising God, saying, We have never seen anything like this. The word of God for the people of God. Full page, top to bottom. Eighteen names on the prayer list this morning. Eighteen. It's called Bring Them to Jesus. Beautiful text. You've heard me tell the story about what would it be like if we put a hole in the roof. And I, I remember saying that right after the roofers had put a new roof on this place. That I would like to see the look on your faces if they dug a hole in the roof and lowered the man in. How amazing would that be? Probably not too amazing to the board of trustees. They wouldn't be happy with that. We need to bring them to Jesus. That's what the message is about. In this text, these four men, I'm assuming they were friends with the paralyzed man. They knew they only had one place of hope. And in the world that we live in now, I think that people are forgetting that there's one place that should be a safe haven and a place of hope. And that is the local church. Hope. Someone shared this morning that uh, they wish the situation would be different for their loved ones. They hope that things would be different. If, and, and, and this goes on, this goes on Sunday after Sunday. Every Sunday the list grows. Every Sunday we usually hear about someone else getting cancer. 
Ms. Phyllis, have you received a, a blanket for your... Yes. Great. Thank you. All we need to do is take our faith and our relationship with Christ Jesus to the next level. And this is not to guilt anybody. This is just a, a statement of facts. Some time ago, someone mentioned to me, well, we should have prayer time at the church. Great. Let's have prayer time. Started it at 10 o'clock on a weekday morning. Offered prayer time. Who came? I did. <laughs> Didn't work. People work during the day. Can't come to prayer time. People are busy during the day. Can't come to prayer time. So we make a switch to nighttime. Who came? Young woman walked through that door one night, called her by name, and she was stunned. She even cried. Pastor knew me by name. And she came. We spent two hours right there where you're at. Had prayer, had great conversation. Learned a lot about her. She learned a lot about me. Next Tuesday, there's prayer time. Who came? I did. And this is not to guilt anybody. Because I understand that people are busy. As, as, we, as I get older, I don't like to go out at night that much anymore either. I get all that. You have loved ones on this list. You have loved ones on last Sunday's list. You have loved ones on next Sunday's list. How many of you think that the United States of America is probably in the worst shape that we've seen it in our lifetime? Amen. Anybody agree to that? Prayer. Prayer. You have to talk to the Father. This might surprise some of you. The governor of the great state of Michigan or the president of the United States of America cannot fix you, cannot heal you, cannot give you hope. Jesus Christ can give you hope. Why do people waste their time with things other than that of the Father? These four, well, these five, would not stop their task until they brought their paralyzed friend to a place where they knew Jesus was 
and that healing could take place. See, I, I believe that healing still takes place. I do. I believe that God still heals. He still cures cancer. He still heals. He still heals the broken heart. As many tests and hospital visits and doctor visits that little Grady has gone to, I believe this, that only God will heal him. Ed's got a problem with his foot. He's been limping for a month or so. Try this, try that. Great. God will heal him. But God might say wait. I hope for Ed's sake God does say wait. I do. Because when we suffer sometimes and we don't understand we can grow closer to our relationship with Jesus Christ. And then when we surrender ourselves we'll see what God has in store for us. These, this text says that they were willing to do the unusual. How unusual would it be for you, those of you who lefted people by name this morning or situations, have you prayed over them? And may, maybe not necessarily going to them and touching them and praying over them, but praying for them. In your home, in your car, in your workplace, on your living room, anywhere. You spoke of a triple bypass this morning. We live in a land where such procedures are available. I will always remember the night before my quadruple bypass. Laying in the hospital bed, thinking that Karen was laughing, but you know, sometimes I'm slow. She was weeping because she was scared. And the doctor comes into the room and I can't promise you that you're going to live through this heart surgery. Great! It's not up to the physician, it's not up to the doctor or the medicine or the technology. It's about when Jesus Christ tells you your time on this earth is done and he whispers your name, come on to me. That's it. Why do we put our trust in things other than the one who created the universe, the one who knows the number of hairs on your head, the one who knows the day you'll take your last breath? They were willing to, these, these five were willing to work together. That in itself is a miracle. You ever try to get five people in the same place to all work together? I watched it the other day at the food truck. Sort of comical, really. When you're used to doing things a certain way, and then someone wants to switch it up on you a little bit, I think that's the first time I've ever seen Eldon get excited. Because the cars weren't coming far enough to receive their items. Because the person that thought that 
she would do that job for that day wasn't doing it the way that we had done it before. Oh my goodness, there's a sermon in that one. We've never done it that way here before. And you know what? It did not work. But you know what the glory of it was? If you didn't see Dan and Kim and myself, they took our picture. We were dressed in black garbage bags. Cut a hole in it, put your big head through it, Pat. Cut your arm through it, and it poured rain. How well did your garbage bag work? Mine didn't. Because for me, it started like wearing a tie. I felt like my neck was being choked. Because I got a big, I got a 23 inch neck. Okay, so I kept ripping the garbage bag. So when it's over and I thought, well, Grandma's been out standing in the rain for several hours, I'll take you to the restaurant for dinner so you don't have to cook. Well, when I took my garbage bag off, I was drenched. But you know what? Lots of comments about that picture. Thank you for serving. Thank you to the food truck workers. Thank you for being the hands and the feet of Jesus. See, sometimes, this is what I like about parts of the church. Liz, Liz plays the piano for us. I'm going to use you, okay? Liz plays the piano. One day Liz says, well, you know, there's a new young lady in the church, and she knows how to play the piano, and I'm going to ask her to play it. So she does. Liz asks the new girl in the church, hey, would you play the piano? Sure, I will. So the new girl comes up here, sits down, and starts playing the piano, and Elizabeth walks up and sits down next to her and says, oh, no, I want you to do it this way. This is how I do it. Because we do that sometimes. We want to get people involved, but we want to tell them how we want them to do it. How about letting people get involved and if they need to, let them fall on their face? And if they fall on their face, we're there to help them up. Not to put our knee on their throat to hold them down, but to help them up and uplift them and do this thing together. You know, in this community of Brown City, there's still division in the denomination. You know, you heard me speak before about the Baptist pastor in a breakfast we were having years ago looked at me and said he had a hard time sitting there eating breakfast with me because I was a Methodist. My, my, my response is, well, I hope you don't choke on your eggs. <laughs> Why can't we, no matter what church you attend, why can't we all get along? Why, why can't we all be the Christian church universal for everybody is welcomed? It's okay that we do things different. These five did something different. They dared to be different. 
And when they got it, when I'm assuming that the Spirit spoke to them and told them that if you do this, you can see Jesus. So they did. They gathered his friends and they brought him. And they were going to let nothing, the crowd couldn't stop him. Who are these four? Scripture says that one was a leper who'd been cleansed. Scripture says one was a blind man who had received his sight. Scripture said one was a lame man who was made whole and able to walk. Scripture says that one was a dead man who had been raised from the dead. And Mark 8.36 shares this. All four men had the same experience with Jesus. He made them whole. He healed them. He healed them. It takes more than 55 minutes on Sunday morning. This Christianity journey is a daily thing. and I don't know about you, but I struggle. I really do. I struggle at times. Because the world is so crazy, and there's so much stuff coming at us at the same time. That it's hard to be still and just to listen for the Father. But it's by faith. Did any, be honest. Don't raise your hand or anything. But be honest. How many of you from last week's message read Hebrews 1? Remember? You want, you want, Pastor says you want to get some more on this, read Hebrews 1. It talked about all these people of faith. If you're not willing, then why are you surprised when things don't go quite the way that you want? them to. I know that God knows all things. And he knows a solution before you even ask. We could get into this great debate about predestination. And even that creates division and debate. Victory only comes through Jesus Christ. Healing only comes through Jesus Christ. Forgiveness. You ever try to forgive somebody? It's difficult to do. True forgiveness only comes from your relationship with Jesus Christ. And scripture says, in order for you to be forgiven, you must be willing to forgive those who have trespassed against you. These people were saved from their sickness. You want, you, you want to see this? Go down to a, just a few names. Spend more time in prayer. Spend more time in prayer. Pray for them. Be intentional in your prayer life. It can't be, well, if I find time. We went to a Detroit Tiger doubleheader one time. Years ago. First, in, first game lasted 19 innings. It's four and a half hours. It's a long time to be sitting in. Remember the bleachers? Remember anybody were bleacher creatures back in 1984? You want to hear a funny story? 
I got arrested at Tiger Stadium in 1984 in the bleachers. That's all I'm telling you. You don't need to know the rest. But we were bleacher creatures. The second inning, I think it went like 14 innings. Or the second game went 14 innings. We were at the ballpark for like almost nine hours. Watching grown men try to hit a ball. They get paid millions of dollars to try to hit a ball out of the field. And they're so lost. Not all of them, but a lot of them. Some in the church are lost. Not all of them, but some of them. Only you know. Only you know where you're at in your relationship with Christ. I'll say this. Every one of us, every one of us will stand before our Heavenly Father and give an account of our life. And some of us who have been in church for years, who have read the book and understand it the best we can, are going to be held accountable. Because there's people in my life, there may be people in your life that we haven't told them about Jesus yet. And that's the only hope we have in this world today. How many of you are happy with the fact that uh, gasoline's $4.58 this morning? Anybody happy about that? I came out of the military and 1983, my father had a brain tumor the size of a grapefruit and was in Henry Ford Hospital. Didn't have a job, didn't have a car, and I had a friend who would drive me to the hospital so I could visit with my father. And Dale would sit in the parking lot for hours waiting for me. I really don't care that gasoline is $4.59 because I'm blessed that I have an automobile to pump it in. I'm blessed that if I need to be at the hospital, I can go. I'm blessed that I can depend on God and God alone for all my needs. He'll meet you at your point of need. Don't complain about... Try not to complain about anything unless you're willing to be part of the solution. You know these people in these situations. I appreciate the fact that you entrust me to offer prayer on their behalf. But it takes all of us. It takes all of us. If you're in the building this morning, or if you're watching by... Facebook Live or YouTube or whatever he's got us hooked up to now. Are they still listening to us in Germany? Germany and Spain. Oh. <laughs> Anybody speak Spanish? No? Anybody speak German? No. No? A little. A little? How do you say welcome in German? 
Say that again. Who? Vil Kamen. Vil I'm glad I only know one, one language. I hope you hear the message this morning, church, given to you in love. Let's pray. Father, I ask for sunshine tomorrow and clear skies. I don't think there's anything more beautiful than the American flag flying in the wind. We thank you for that freedom. Father, thank you for the, each one who had heard this message this morning. As we continue to journey on our faith journey. Help us to work better on being people of prayer. So much is going on in this world. So many of our loved ones need your touch. Help us to be the vessel that we can share you with others. We praise you and we thank you, Father. Amen. Let there be peace on earth. Would you pray with me, church? Father, you just put on my heart, Greg Tompkins. And I thank you for your healing touch. And Lord, there are many others that need your touch this day. And what comes to my mind is, rise up, O men of God. Rise up. So, Father, continue to bless this great nation. Continue to bless this church. 
continue to bless the communities that we represent, the homes we come from. Father, your school prepares to come to an end. Thank you for the blessing of our educators. May they find some rest and some peace this summer. God bless you, church. And may God continue to bless America. Amen.